Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Hola, motherfuckers. I... <laughs> oh, man, I can't with myself. If all has gone well at this point, I should be in Guatape, Colombia. I will be here for the next month and just enjoying paradise, enjoying the weather, and getting out of the blizzard that's occurring in my home state of Connecticut. So, been working on my Spanish. I don't know if you could tell by the hola. Um, not a great transition afterwards, but been doing Rosetta Stone. Before I moved to Italy, I did Rosetta Stone, and I got really, really good at Italian, but it's a language that you really only use in Italy. And where I was living, I would typically start speaking in Italian, and they would just look at me, and be like, dude, and, and just start speaking in English. So didn't get that much of an opportunity to practice as much as I'd like to. Kept doing Rosetta Stone anyway. Got pretty good, I thought, and then just lost it all over the past few years since I just haven't practiced or been in any situations to speak Italian. So yeah, I transitioned over to Rosetta Stone for Spanish. We're working on it, and hopefully my skills have grown enough so that I'm able to survive this trip to Colombia. But Excited about this next month. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing some cool stuff down here and just having a good time. So <laughs> I can't get over the intro still. Anyway, what I want to get into today, and I'm going to start off with a disclaimer. I'm not a financial advisor. You shouldn't take financial advice from me. Blah, 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 whatever. Just had to throw that out there. But today I want to talk about money. I want to talk about money because I think it's a topic that people don't discuss enough. They demonize it. If you talk about money, it's bad. You need to humble yourself, lower your ego, whatever. People have created these crazy stories around money, which is a big reason that they prevent themselves from accumulating it. But I want to talk about money today because there's and, and there's three specific uh, points I want to talk on that have been a game changer in my life in terms of creating money and creating wealth. First one I want to talk about is you guys, I talk about this all the time. We've been so conditioned to become employees and be cogs in the system. You need to understand that you will never become wealthy until you stop trading your time for money. Time is the most valuable asset we have, okay? And if you are putting a dollar amount on your time, you are limiting yourself, you are literally stripping yourself of the only real thing we have, which is time. You're trading it for money and you're putting a severe cap on what you're able to produce, so you might be like, well, what do I do then? If you guys have ever read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, one of my favorite books, one of the first books that really changed my mindset as to how kind of fucked we've gotten by, by society's conditioning and, and what we've been led to believe we're capable of, he broke down these four quadrants. Now it's a square, right? And it's like a four square box with a line down the middle, line um, each way, one straight down, one across. And in the top left box, you have your employee square. The bottom left, you have self-employed. On the top right, you have business owner. And bottom right, you have investor. So on the left side of this quadrant of employee and self-employed, that's where 90% of the population, 95% of the population resides, and they control 5% of the wealth there, 
right? On the right side of the quadrant, you have your business owners and investors. That's where 5% of the population resides, and they control 95% of the wealth. So if you want to get wealthy, what do you think you have to do? You have to figure a way to get out of that employee, self-employed quadrant side of the quadrant over to the business owner and investor side. And what's the reason that there's only 5% of people over there, but they have 95% of the wealth? Well, the reason that there's such a small amount of people is A, that conditioning that I told you about, and B, starting your own business and being an investor well, it's tough when you're when you're in a situation where you're punching the time clock and you're in nine to five and you're in the, the rat race. It's tough to go and start your own business. And nine out of 10 businesses fail in the first five years. Nine out of 10 of those fail in the first 10. It's risky in people's minds. It's easier for them to just sit around and collect a paycheck and know that they're quote unquote safe and secure, which is bullshit. But that's why a lot of people aren't there. But why do they control 95% of the wealth? It's because... They're not trading their time for money. They're not working on a linear scale anymore. They're working on an exponential scale, a leverage scale, right? Instead of just being one person trading their their time to earn money, they have a team of 100 people and they're collecting 1% off each of their efforts, right? And, and they do that on a bigger scale than that. But essentially, they've created leverage and they've created systems. One of the number one things that attracted me to network marketing is that my organization as of right now is a, a little over 3,200 customers and distributors. I personally brought on somewhere over 100 of those. But from how that business model works, how leverage works, how exponential growth works, I get paid off over 3,200 people. That's where you create freedom. And in my mind, wealth really is the freedom. Like there's a, there's the financial component as well, but you can make a ton of money working in corporate America and you know being a ceo and having a, a typical job where you're trading time for money but you don't necessarily have the freedom and to me wealth is being able to live each and every single day the way you design it having the freedom of choice having money come to you when you're not working making money in your sleep so these business owners and investors they have leverage and systems so for business owners it's really they've created a business they built a system around it so that at one point or another, the business will continue to grow with or without them and continue producing them money. That's what the system is and that's what the leverage is. For the investors, the leverage is really the money they've made. They've typically started off in the business owner category, have multiple businesses that are producing them income. They're taking that income and making investments in things like real estate and stocks that pay dividends and other businesses and crypto, whatever it is. They're have, they have that leverage in form of the money that they've accumulated and that they've created through income streams. But really like the way you need to, the way to reframe this is that you need to move from going after linear income, trading time for money income to residual income. This is a topic I talk about a lot because I'm super passionate about it and it changed my entire life. But the best way to describe residual income is money that you earn long after the initial work has been put in. So the best example that I always use is J.K. Rowling writing the book Harry Potter. She started off homeless at one point, dead broke, and she had this idea of this magical wizard wonderland that she was going to create. And how did it begin? In the beginning, she picked up the pen and she started writing. She wasn't earning a dollar. She had no idea if this would turn anything. She didn't know if any publishers would take it on. And, but she kept writing. 
and she wrote the first draft and the second draft and all of the drafts leading up to the editing process and getting a book cover design and the pages design and finding a publisher who would distribute her book for her. And that entire time, she was making zero dollars. But what happened once Harry Potter hit the shelves? All that work she put in initially led up to that point where the book hit the shelves and now that book will continue to sell and it's sold billions and billions of dollars. It's made J.K. Rowling a billionaire, right? And, and it doesn't matter if she works another day again in her life. It's all about that initial work you're not going to be getting paid much, if anything, for, so that at that point, your income starts to stay the same level or grow without you. That's what residual income is, and that's what we do with network marketing businesses, with books, with any business you should really create it to get to that residual level. But until you have something, like between my network marketing business, my courses, my book, those are all streams of residual income. I put in the work to get it to a certain point where now it pays me every single week and continues to grow with or without me. That's how you create wealth because then when you're making money in your sleep, you're making money no matter what, you're making money without punching a time clock, you have so much more freedom in your life and you get to decide what you want to do. Then you can take those income streams and invest it into other sources of real estate, stocks, crypto, whatever investment vehicle that suits you. So tip number one, you're not going to get wealthy until you get out of the trading time for money. And I suggest if you have a job and it pays you well, stay with it and, and use those five to nine hours. You have a nine to five, use the five to nine to work on your side hustle to create an income stream that surpasses your nine to five job so you can step away and put more time into that and more time into the things you're passionate about and create more. So that's my first tip. The second, this is just a financial principle that really once I grasped it, changed my life, and that's that you must save 10% of every single dollar that you earn. I remember when I got my first job at the local ski area, I didn't have a car yet. I didn't have any expenses. I was living at home and every single paycheck I just put into the bank and I didn't spend a single dollar of it for like six months. And I remember the bank teller being like, wow, like you're an amazing saver. And, and she used to compliment me all the time that I wasn't out spending my money on whatever ridiculous things I could probably spend them on. And uh, as soon as I got my car, that's when everything spiraled downhill. Once I had to start paying for gas, now I had mobility. Now I could go do more fun things with my friends. Now, uh, you know, you're spending money on, on food and, and stupid things that you're doing. And from that moment until probably a few years ago, I never got back into considering myself a good saver because as soon as I started making money, I've talked about my insecurities that I've had that, you know, I, I got kicked out of school. I couldn't afford college at first. I started making money. I felt like I had to, I had something to prove. And so I would blow it irrationally at the bar, at the casino, and just like make noise really with wherever I went and wasn't saving my money. I was, I was being a fucking idiot. And so finally got my act together and came across this principle and there's this book the richest man in babylon he, he it's it's one of the be it's it's ancient but the the lessons and the principles are timeless and the number one thing i took from it is that no matter what hap like no matter what situation you're in, you're in how much debt you're in whatever it is every single dollar you earn you 10% of that dollar is yours to keep and you take that money and you put it into something that's going to appreciate that money and if you take, it doesn't matter if you're making 50 bucks a week, if you're making 1,000 a week, if you're making 10,000 a week, start by taking 10% of that money, 
and put in and saying that money is mine. The other 90% you can use for your expenses, having fun, whatever, but 10% of that money is yours to keep. And if you just keep taking 10% consistently, you put it into a vehicle where the you, you have compounding interest that the asset that you purchased is appreciating, it is insane after not only a couple years, but a decade, two decades, what that 10% will turn into. What you think today is very insignificant in 10, 20 years will turn into a very, very hefty lump sum. And one day you're going to look and be like, wow, I can't believe I accumulated all of this just from taking 10% a day. And as your income increases, you really shouldn't be drastically trying to expand your quality of life based on your income at the current time. Like I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they start making more money. And I've made this mistake before too. I had periods of time where money was flowing in and you think it's never gonna stop and then something happens and then your income's cut in a half or in a quarter. And people adjust to their current levels of income, adjust their lifestyle, get a nicer car, a nicer house, whatever it is, and then find themselves in very tough situations when their business goes and it goes through an inevitable dip or the, something happens with the economy. So the point really is what I'm saying is that 10% every dollar you earn, you keep. And as you make more money, you should increase that 10%. I've heard people that I follow that I really respect say you should get that number up to 50%. And I'm well over the 10% mark now, but start there because it's incredible what that compound effect will do over time. Compounding interest, I think, has, has said to be the eighth wonder of the world. It was by like Einstein or something like that. But it's so true. And another tip I have what made me become a better saver was finding something that I was passionate about to invest in. When when you find something like to me, I've converted my mindset so much from like every dollar, like let's blow it, let's let's life we live once, let's go have a good time to now I'm like so obsessed with building that foundational wealth. And for me, I love cryptocurrencies right now. I love gold. <laughs> I and these are the things that I'm building my wealth with. And when you're passionate about it and, and you start seeing it grow, you want your money to go there. You don't want to go spend it on dumb designer shit or just doing something stupid, blowing it recklessly at the bar at a nightclub. You want to take that $1,000 that you could have easily blown on a night out and throw it into this asset because you know that that $1,000 has the opportunity to come back to you 10x, 50x, 100x, whatever. And, and you want to keep that money. But Finding something that you're passionate about to invest in is so important because that's going to give you the discipline and you're going to actually build the mindset of becoming a real saver. So that was such a big thing for me. Once I found something that I love to invest in and that excited me, like I wanted my money there and, and that's when I started going above the 10% mark. So first two principles that we're talking about today, I mean, there's so many more money principles, but just a few that I've been kind of thinking about and been on my mind. You cannot get wealthy until you stop trading time for money and you must save 10% of every dollar you earn. The third thing that I'm going to share with you today is you must build a better relationship with money. A lot of us grew up in my household too. Uh, people have this bad belief around money that the rich fuck over the poor people, that rich people are greedy, money is the root of all evil. All of these, these beliefs and, and they wonder why they're broke. It's because they've demonized money. They've made it something that is bad to have. They feel guilty about having because of all these stories they're telling themselves that are just complete bullshit. 
Also, there's people that as soon as they earn money, this is how I used to be, you would just send it, blow it right back out into the, like at the bar and just blow it and be reckless with it and not take care of it. Money is energy. At the end of the day, all money is, is a, a, a means of exchange. And the only value it has is the value that we collectively as a society believe it to have. So with that being said, really money's currency. Currency is energy. Money is just energy. It flows to and from the sources that it's magnetized to, and it'll be attracted to the places that the most value is coming out of, to the places that money is being taken care of. So if you have this bad mindset and you think money's bad, money's the root of all evil, rich people fuck everyone over, you're putting bad energy out into the universe and your money's going to respond to that. It's going to stay away from you. It's going to go to someone who's going to treat it well. Um, I read the book recently, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, and one of the major things I took away from it is that like, you need to treat money like it's your girlfriend or boyfriend. You need to treat it like it's something that can up and leave you if you're not taking the proper care of it. And that means saving it, putting it into vehicles where it's going to compound, being open to receive it. My new money mantra is money flows to me effortlessly and into abundance. And I say that every single day. I have it written on a card that I carry around. And I'm not a person who believes that you can just sit back and pray that money's going to come and then it starts pouring into your lap. But you need to develop that mindset, put that out there to the universe. And once you do and you you match it with the consistent action and the work, it's crazy how money starts flowing and pouring into you. And and it's just this this overall mindset. You can never be in that lack place, that place of scarcity. You need to always operate from a place of abundance. And when you do that, more abundance is going to be attracted to you in your life. It's just universal principles. The law of attraction is real, guys. And as I said, and I'll, I'll be clear again, you can't just sit in your room in a fucking wigwam, kumbayaing with your peace signs up and expect a dump truck to come in and dump Benjamin Franklin's all over you. But that's a component of it. You need to know that money is always working and conspiring to come to you. The universe is always working in your favor. When you put that energy out there, it's going to return it, but you need to go out there and take action in the world for it to actually appear. So there's my little money principle lesson for today. And again, if there's one thing I could hit on that I talked about in this episode is that money, fiat currency, the green cash that we've been so accustomed to think is so elusive, that's so important, really is just fucking paper with ink on it. There's nothing to it other than that. What there is to it that makes it what the powerhouse that it is, is that we believe it's worth something. That's why I'm such a big crypto advocate, because I think that all it's going to take is for the belief to transfer to cryptocurrencies, which is happening. It's happening rapidly, especially with everything that's going on in our world, how our government's just printing money, how we're losing faith in the fiat system. And so... What you need to understand is just that money is what we believe it to be. We've created these crazy stories, made money a monster, made it this larger-than-life god in our head, but really all that is is just paper, and that paper represents the amount of value that you've brought to the world, right? It's just literally money is a measuring stick of how much value you've brought to the world. So think about it that way. Reframe your mindset on it. Start taking care of your money. 10% of every dollar is yours. Start figuring out ways to make money work for you, whether that's investing, whether that's building a business. But these are the principles that are going to take you from an average life, a broke life, 
to a wealthy life, an abundant life, and a life full of freedom. That's all I got for you guys today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I ask that you please give us a subscribe, drop us a rating, and just share this with one of your friends. Share it with someone who needs to hear this message. Share it with someone who needs a little bit of a kick in the ass in life and needs a boost and and just desperately wants to get better but doesn't know where to start. That's what we're doing this for. We got this show to make an impact. So just pay it forward, all we ask. We're, We're dropping fire for you guys and all I want is for more people to hear it. So I appreciate you guys, everyone who's listening. Love you all. The the support, the love that I receive from everyone is incredible. And man, this month in Columbia is going to be nuts. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing some crazy stuff. I'll, I'll keep it posted on Instagram. Come along for the adventure if you need to live vicariously through me and escape from if you're also in a blizzard climate like I was. Hit me up. We'll send you some, some videos and, and get you here virtually. But Thank you guys again. I love you all, and we will catch you on the next episode. Later, everybody.